Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Good morning. Shell, how are you? Good. Got your coffee with you this morning? Of course. I didn't, I didn't have me a cup. I needed, I jumped up at, man, I got up at 5 a.m., fired the yoder up, got two butts, prepped up, and they're on the pit right now. I got to get back home and get them wrapped. What time is it? I don't even know. Uh, 10 a.m. I, I still got a couple hours for I need to wrap. I need to wrap them probably about one. So One, okay. Noon to one, I'll look at them. That's not the only bunch you're cooking today. No, we've got, so we did, um, buddy of mine, his son was in a bad accident on side by side, and he um, basically hurt his back real bad. Among other things, he hurt himself really bad, but he's having to go over to, to uh, the Shepherd special, Center yeah, in Shepherd, Atlanta. It's like a, a place that where they really help uh, people that have been disabled can't walk or paralyzed basically and they're gonna try to help them rehab them back to get them to mobility and so they're going over there and we did a fundraiser for them to help them out a little bit and that's how we're cooking those butts jamie actually put them on last night probably about midnight and they ought to be ready by about noon or one hopefully yeah we're cooking them on the old hickory the big old hickory the, yeah the edx it and we did 80 of them because that's like a good it's not a max max load, but it's a comfortable max load, if that yeah. makes sense. No. Eighty cooks perfect on it. So it's like everything cooks evenly. Are, yeah, I don't know if it's eight cases, ten cases. It depends on their pack, but they all cook even. And so we sold eighty butts and people are gonna come pick them up this afternoon mm-hmm. for the fourth of July. Yep. And everybody's gonna have some good barbecue. Hopefully, I hope everybody's yeah. gonna have good barbecue. I think so. Can't be Fourth of July without barbecue. <laughs> it can't. It What's really more, can. Ameri- I don't. I mean, I'd rather have ribs on Fourth of July than I had fireworks. <laughs> What'd you rather have? I don't know. We're we cooked a butt for us. Cooked one for us. We're gonna take it with us when we go celebrate the Fourth. And um, uh, I'm 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 looking forward to a pulled pork sandwich with white sauce. Oh, you gonna you gonna make the white I'm gonna sauce? Gonna make the white sauce. Good, good. That's what. So, look up the white sauce recipe and let's talk about that real quick. Well, yeah. You can look it up on the app. Oh, I don't have my phone. <laughs> I, I leave my phone in there so it don't disturb us when we're trying to podcast. Because it goes off constantly. Yeah. Um, I know what it is. And you can Man, download the app. Black pepper. What else is in it? I'm pulling it up. Okay. Um, but you can download the app. You for can. Free. You can download the app for free. It's got all these. It's better than Google. And it's right there. And it's on all devices, not just Apple iPhones. It's on... Uh, Apple iPhones that goes along with my Apple ribs we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, I pulled it up on the uh, spicy chicken sliders recipe. Okay, let's go over. That's a really good recipe. Man, that's a good Fourth of July recipe. It is too. a for- good Fourth of July recipe because you can you just cook a couple whole chickens and pull Shred them. them. Yeah, yeah, and then um, you can serve them pretty much however you want. But uh, we served it with the spicy barbecue sauce, and I think you kicked it up just a touch for this recipe. But it's mayonnaise. Apple cider vinegar. Do you mean give you a good yeah, amount? Yeah, okay. It's two cups of mayonnaise, a fourth a cup of apple cider vinegar, one and a half tablespoons of white sugar, one tablespoon of black pepper, a half tablespoon of granulated garlic, a teaspoon of kosher salt, a half tea of crushed red pepper flakes. And I think that's what that's you what added for this. Yeah. Um, a half tea of ground white pepper, a fourth tea of cayenne pepper, and the juice of one lemon. So I had a little lemon juice in there to give it a little bit of 
citrus notes. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's um, it. That's a that's an awesome white sauce, and it goes great on chicken, but it's really good on pork too. Oh, you could dip pizza in it. It's good as a pizza sauce. It makes a really good <laughs> yeah, pizza sauce in the summer. Yeah, I've done that before. But so, and you can cheat on the chicken too. If you don't want to smoke or grill the chicken, go buy your rotisserie chicken and shred it up and make that <laughs> sauce and serve little chicken sliders. Heck yeah, we've It'd done be, that. Before. Yeah, it's really good. When I had to take something to like a little event, so I like I'll pick to, up the rotisserie and pull it. So I like to cook just a whole chicken on pellet grill. You run it at like three seventy five. Season the outside up really good. Don't mess with it. And just cook it till the breast is, you know, 165 and then shred it all up and then I'll vacuum seal it mm-hmm. and put it in the freezer or either take it with me and just vacuum seal it and warm it up. Man, it's it, it keeps the chicken so moist and juicy. And then when you serve it um, with that white sauce, it's just fantastic. Yeah. With this recipe. With a slaw. Usually I put a slaw with it too. If I have time, I might make the pickled red onions too. Oh, man, it goes so good with it. Because this recipe is just slider buns, that pulled chick, smoked pulled chicken, the white sauce. Those red, thin restaurant pickles. Yep. And uh, pickled red onion. Pickled too. red onions. That's a set off sandwich right there. It is. I didn't even have this on our list oh. to talk about. <laughs> it's a good one though. <laughs> so what are we talking about? We, I know it's going to be Fourth of July, so we got to talk Fourth of July recipes. I want to talk. And about- I did the most American recipe I've ever done. <laughs> you want to jump in and talk about Heck that first? Yeah, American. Okay. I, I call it my American as apple pie ribs because I don't know how Americans apple pie that. That terminology came about. I yeah, didn't research I don't know. it. I didn't Google it. I don't know, but everybody, I guess the people associate the 4th of July or America with apple pie. And I've heard the what phrase. Was it baseball and American pie or something yeah. like that? That's I've always heard things. the phrase American is apple pie. Yeah, well, now we're as American as apple pie ribs because <laughs> ribs are really what America's about, <laughs> at least at my house. <laughs> so I, you know, apple. Goes with, I was just looking for something to do for 4th of July. And I was like, you know, real, I, I really wanted to cook some ribs. And yeah. I think a lot of people will be cooking ribs. And apple flavors go well with pork. I mean, we use the wood for smoking. I, mean, I don't know. My, uh, Mike Mills was made famous out of his Apple City barbecue team using apple wood and the flavors with it to, to win. I'm telling how many, you know, trophies and Memphis and yeah. May World champions and everything else. So I mean, Apple's just been around in barbecue for a long time. It's probably because it's a mild wood, and it's it's fruity. It's a little sweet, but it's not overly sweet. Yeah, y'all use and it apple goes with flavor, pork. flavors. Man, they've been apple goes in pork. It just yeah. goes with it. There's, you know, if you think of stuffed pork loins with apples, That's and, what I was you know that. all Even the glazes and different things you serve, you know, apples and pork just go together. Even um, you know, chefy type restaurant recipes do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I kind of took all those the and combination. You know, just said I'm gonna I'm gonna go all out apple on some ribs is what I did, <laughs> and so I used I started out with some apple cider vinegar, a couple of racks of spare ribs. Instead of using mustard as a binder, I used the the cider vinegar. Have you ever used them down. Yeah, oh yeah, as a binder. Before. Yeah, when I did North Carolina pork, I usually that's all I use. Oh yeah, that's use right. Vinegar on it, some salt. So that's what I did first. Apple cider vinegar, kosher salt. Not super heavy on the salt, but I just I wasn't gonna layer up a ton of different rubs, so I just wanted a little salty element. To be on the meat first. And I, I did want to say, um, you you layered that apple rub on it several times. Yeah, throughout you the cook. Yeah, you couldn't have done that with a saltier rub. You know, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah, you yeah, also yeah. put that layer there. Salt, because it's not a salt. And you, you taste it out of the bottle, it's a sweet barbecue rub yeah. with hints of apple. That's the way I describe it. Yes. It's not overly apple It's not overly, you know, 
barbecuey. It's just a a good mild bar- sweet barbecue rub with some apple flavor. And I would say if you're going to recreate this recipe with a different rub, make sure it's not a salty rub. It's yeah, completely yeah. fine. Do whatever you, you Yeah, you know. can put whatever flavors you wanted in it. Yeah. You could if you didn't have the apple rub, you could use just a a mild sweet barbecue rub. The Anything. Barbecue yeah, rub it would, would be work. good. It would work yeah. good. Anything like that that's not going to, you know, clash too much because yeah. we're because we're going to keep the apple we're going to keep kicking the apple up. Yeah. So once I put the uh, Heath Rise apple rub on it, all sides about a medium coat. Let it set and sweat in. It just makes a beautiful kind of. That's we're we'll start working on that candy apple red color, and it, they they look beautiful going on the pit. They did, yeah. Now, do you think ribs have to have that color going on the pit to come off the pit the way you want them to? Eh, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I love from. I mean, I always cooked. I love cooking to appearance too. Yeah. I want my meat to look good because it starts when it smells good and it looks good. It's gonna taste good too. Yeah. A lot of times because you are you know it's a mental thing. And that's why we, you know, I guess co- competition roots got me thinking that yeah, way, definitely. trying to make the trying to p- appease those judges and knowing we're scored on appearance. That's where it comes from. So I like it to look good. I want it to have that beautiful red color going on the pit. Mm-hmm. Now you could cook these ribs on anything. I mean, two hundred fifty degrees is a cook temp. I busted out. I said I caught, brought him out of the bullpen. Mo Yoder six forty. He's been sitting over there covered up. I had my man Caleb come in and clean clean them up and fired the the odor fired right up a couple of weeks ago after been sitting for probably a year. Yeah, and so I've been cooking on it every day. You're gonna make a lot of people happy. Everybody yeah. keeps asking, "Where's the odor? where's the odor? He's still there. He's he's, he's still there. He's still kicking. You still know, it's got a little it's got a little age spots on yeah, it. You does. know, it's been down through there, but <laughs> it's all right. But uh, so I fired the odor up. I ran it with some uh, apple pellets. I had they were Traeger apple pellets. I don't. I mean, they ran fine in the odor, <laughs> but uh. We didn't show that on camera. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't show what brand they were, but they were Traeger apple pellets, and they did fine. I mean, they, the smoke was good off really of them. Matter. Uh, you brand know, you can wise. tell a difference on some of them, but yeah. the majority of them are about all the same. I mean, I've cooked just about every kind of pellet out there. I don't have a personal. Favorite. If I had to pick one, I'd go back to Candy's Barbecue's Delights, mm-hmm. but I can't always get them. So. Yeah, she um. Traeger sends me some pellets, so hey, I'm definitely going to burn them if you send them to me. Yeah, and they're not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're not bad at all. Yeah. I use them in my Memphis grill. I've used them in Yoder. <laughs> I use them in Traegers. I've used them in Gorillas. I've used them in all kinds of pellet grills. I got a rec tech out there in Wayland's we need to put together, and I need to burn some Traeger pellets. That's how they do. <laughs> it don't matter. I mean, I think any. I think now, this is getting off the subject of our rib recipe, but any pellets you use in a pellet grill, as long as you're keeping that grill clean, they should run in it. I don't. I mean, if they some of them have some more dust in them, but I try to keep the dust out of it, and then I try to run them out and then vacuum out the auger and keep the, you know, not just constantly dumping pellets and not cleaning it, not cleaning yeah. it, not cleaning out your auger. Of course, it's gonna corrode up and jam up and cause problems. But you got to do some maintenance on pellet grill. Back to the rib recipe. Okay, back to the rib recipe. So they're on the on the yoder. Yeah, I'm running at 250 degrees. Yep. I got my top rack in. That's just. I cooked them yeah, there. why did you cook them on the top rack? Ribs do really well up there. It keeps the bottom. All the yoder or just in pellet grills in general? In general, I like to keep them up. I mean, there's, some, there's good steady heat up there in the yoder, especially the way the vent, the, the pipes on the end, and it yeah. causes it to draw out. And it keeps it away from that heat deflector a little bit so the bottoms don't get it as dark on it. Yeah, the bottoms are really pretty. Oh, they're real pretty. Ribs. Yeah, they're real pretty. And so I just laid them up there the whole time. Now, they need about... At least two hours in the smoke. Sometimes I go like 215, 230, depending on how they're looking. Because it's kind of a color thing. 
when that rub sets on the on the meat and it kind of sticks to it and it, it's not mushy anymore and it's starting to turn a little dark in spots out towards the edges and stuff, that's when you know it's ready to wrap. You kind of got that dark color going on. And meanwhile, I kept the tops of them kind of uh, moistened up a little bit. I took that vinegar spritz that I had in the spray bottle and added a cup of apple juice to it. And I was using, was that Martinelli's? Martinelli's, Martinelli's yeah. It's really little, good apple juice. It is. It's tastes yeah. like they just squished some regular apples <laughs> off in there. It's, I don't know how much sugar they got in that it's stuff. It's kind of expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like six bucks a jug. Yeah. But, man, it's good. It is. I've been drinking it all week. <laughs> I'll go by and get me a little glass of it. It's good stuff. It tastes like apples. I it mean. does. And so that spritz keeps them moist. And I do that about every 45 minutes. I look at them, you, see if they need it, and then every 45 minutes after that. So You really like that combination as a base. You've been oh, kind yeah. of like vinegar juice apple. Yeah, that's a go-to. I love the vinegariness of it, but they're both apples, and it fits the recipe on that one. But I use yeah. I use that all the time. I mean, you have to watch the apple juice. You, you can't, like, baste all day with it. Like, on cooking these butts today, I'm letting them roll low and slow. If I baste it with apple juice all day, it start getting darker and darker and darker because of all the sugar in it. Vinegar never would, and it won't get dark because yeah. it doesn't have that much sugar, but the apple juice would. So after, let's see, I basted twice. That yep. took me, and then I went another 30 minutes. So it was like two hours, 15 minutes is when I uh, wrapped. So if they didn't have the color, would you have left them on for another 15, 30? <clears throat> Probably so. I was buzzing you. I would have, uh, you know, if they didn't have the color, I would have checked them in another 30 minutes, and it would have been about, or another 15 minutes, because two and a half hours rib should be there. Yeah. At 250. You know, yeah. if I was going slower, I could probably get three hours out of it. At 225, you could go three, but I was at 250, so I was looking at like two hour wrap, two hour 15. And for the wrap, I kept it super simple. Um, I did buy some apple butter from the grocery store. Now, apple butter is like a, it's kind of like applesauce, but it's been spiced up or kicked up and like it's, reduced a little. Yeah. They, so they, I, I kind of looked up a recipe on how they did it, and I said, I'm not fixing to make, try to make my own apple butter when somebody's got it in a jar right here for me. <laughs> but it was like cooked down. They take apples, and it was like take a dozen apples and cut them up, and then cook them down with brown sugar, and I'm sure there was some lemon juice for a little moisture in there or something, and cinnamon and nutmeg and all these apple pie spots, you know, yep, the stuff that goes yep. in apple pie. And they cook it all down to a consistency, and then they run it through a sieve or something or food process it some kind of way, and it was a... There's how to do it on Google. If you want to Google, yeah. make your own apple butter. What if you couldn't find apple butter? Could you just use like um, an apple pie filling? You could use apple pie. Yeah. You, well, no, that's kind of chunky apples. You would need to get some applesauce, get you some brown sugar, and get you some cinnamon and maybe just a pinch of nutmeg or apple pie spice that they make in the little can that yeah. Granny uses for apple pies. Mm -hmm. And mix all that up, and it kind of turn that applesauce a darker color, and it would be close. Yeah. Might not be as cooked and as caramelized as apple butter, but it'd be close. But do you think you could find apple butter in most grocery stores? I would think so. I mean, I found it at Kroger. Yeah. I just found a little jar over in the cheese section. I said that's a perfect size jar, but I've seen it before in a bigger, you know, apple, yeah. apple jelly type jar. A lot of times it's with the jams and jellies. Yeah. People eat it for breakfast. Yeah, it's kind of on like toast, toast or something like yeah. that. That's what it's used for. Have you ever used that in a wrap before? No, I haven't. Yeah. I, I, uh, Waylon used to make up a glaze. Where he would put it in it, but then it would strain it just to get the flavors of it out, but it wouldn't be chunky like because you know it's kind of chunky because it has some fruit texture to it, like yeah. applesauce kind of. And so I brushed that over the top of the ribs and flipped them over on some butter. Now I did I 
I didn't use parquet this time. I know everybody, you know, that if I don't use parquet, people say, why don't you use real butter? And if I do use real butter, people say, why weren't you using parquet? You could use either one. Yeah, you just But I used, I took one stick of butter and I started cutting it up thin, thin little pats. And so basically a half a stick went in each rib rack. So I just spread those out, flipped the apple butter meat side down on those ribs. And on the back, the only thing I did to them was spritz them with a little more of the apple juice, apple cider combo. And then wrapped them up tight to where I could get back in them and made it full to open to the top. And then they went back on the pit. And now it's just all about getting them tender and holding the temp steady. So the Yoder stayed at 250. Um, You want to check. It's a good rule of thumb when you're cooking ribs. To be aware, you probably need to check them in an hour once they've been wrapped. Um, I checked them. It was like an hour 15 in the video. And one rack, the bones had kind of blowed out, disintegrated some. The other rack was perfect. And so I said, well, the other rack was like they, they needed like four or five more degrees is what I wanted to see just from filling them with the thermopan. And I'm looking for softness, but I'm looking for them to be like 202 degrees internal is kind of the magic rib number um, for a, that just a good bite and rib, not a yeah. fall off the bone rib still has some integrity to it. That's what, that's what the way I like to eat them. You know, I don't want to. If just, you wanted them fall off the if, bone, you just take keep them cooking. To or so. Yeah. You take them to up to 208, something like that. 206, 208. Let them rest in the cooler a little bit longer, and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be right. But uh, if you want them to fall off the bone, but the way I did them, it was I'm looking for two o two. Yeah, you One, were going for almost competition. Yeah, so These it was like ribs could have. So they were like an hour and a half rib. I wouldn't be scared to do them if it's a man yeah, at all. Yeah, because it's a fruity note that I think some judges that don't judge all the time would hit on. And it was it was very well balanced. Yeah, but it wasn't too. Yeah, it wasn't like over the top candy uh-huh. apple. It yeah. was just. There were some really good smoked ribs with the smoke ring, juiciness, tenderness, and then it had that apple background that come at you. I agree. You yeah. A little bit. That's a good way to describe yeah. it. It's not like you take took a bite and was like, this tastes like apple pie. Yeah. No, it wasn't nothing like you. It was a sweet rib, but yeah. the salt gave you a balance, you yep. know, and the vinegar gave you the balance to it. But yeah, it was like in the back end, you would have been like, hmm. It kind of went. What is that? It did go. Yeah. It did go. And I, I dislike apple pie flavors. <laughs> yeah, you're not a, f- a fan of apple pie at all, uh-uh, are you? No. I like it. I personally like it. Yeah. So If you like apple pie flavors, you'd love these ribs. So when I took them off the pit and out of the full, now they're going to be smoking hot at this point. Yeah. I didn't rest them. like that. This would have been a good time uh, to put them in a dry cooler or a cambro, maybe for an hour. Vent them, let all the steam out, and just let them hang out. But I was, you know, making the video, so I was like, I'm not resting today. We're trying. It was hot. I was trying to get done. So I immediately put on some hand savers, some black gloves on top, and carefully took them out of that hot foil. And I just had a sheet pan. Instead of making full boats, which you could have, or you could have drained the foil and folded that down, I, I, I just lined a sheet pan with foil. It was real simple. And I transferred the ribs over and laid it right on the sheet pan. And I made my glaze up uh, that I was going to use because you got to do the backside first and then flip them over. So I, um, I seasoned the backside with a little bit of more of the apple rub just because when you unwrap something that's been pressurized and cooked in all that steam, it needs a little bit of rub to pretty it up. Mm-hmm. So I dusted it a little bit on the bone side and I took my glaze, which was a simple glaze. Um, and I've, I really, I, we use this place all, all the time, time comps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jar, like half a jar or basically a cup of Kroger brand apple jelly. And I put just a splash of the Martinelli's in there 
to give it some moisture to help it loosen up. And then I put it in a microwave uh, for like five minutes. I stir it about two and a half minutes. And when it's five, it's all bubbling and boiling. It liquefies it. And, you know, it turns it from a jelly state to just a glaze. And then I mix that with half a cup of vinegar sauce and a whole cup of de-barbecue sauce and stir that up. And it's a really good, it's really good (laughs) glaze. It'll win you some money. (laughs) And if you don't have the killer hogs, you could use. Whatever barbecue sauce you like. Yeah, you could use yeah, whatever. You could. Especially if you had a sweet and a vinegar to go with it. Element, kind of yeah, the blues all combo would be a great one. I've done yeah. that before. There's I mean there's a ton of good ones. The Lambo combo, that's a good one. Heath Riles and stuff. Yeah. He's got a sweet sauce and a vinegar sauce that would work with it. Um, um there's a you, bunch of good ones out there. Do you there. think the jelly is what kind of gives it that shiny? It is. It helps it, it helps with the sh- I mean that's that came from old Memphis and May cooking. Yeah. Everybody would put a little extra brown sugar and jelly and make that glaze and then add the sauce to it. And it was probably, uh, back then, the sauce was like head country and blues hog. That was probably. the combo. Yeah. <laughs> they wasn't using the vinegar sauce like we were. They might have put a little Tennessee red, but it was mainly head country, blues hog, and apple jelly. And that was what was winning. But that's that that old, that glaze has been around a long time. Yeah. But it So I brushed that on the back side of the rib on the bone side then flipped them over. And instead of immediately glazing the meat side, because it's been down in the wrap, a lot of the flavors kind of cooked away or steamed down some. I wanted to get some bark back. So I dusted that, the meat side with the apple rub and stuck the whole pan back on the pit for about seven minutes. Just enough to get that rub to set in and to make our bark. And I showed it in the video. We opened back up. All the appearance was back on them at yep. that point. Oh, yeah. And we do that all the time with they- chicken, with ribs, with money muscles, when we'll... Hit them when, when we take them out of the wrap. We'll hit them with that, put them back on the pit, and get our bark right back. And it, you need less rub than you would think. Oh yeah, it don't take a whole lot. Uh huh. Just let it hang out in there for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And probably not fifteen, more like seven to ten. Yeah, and you can also, um, when I do chicken that way, I'll lightly put the barbecue rub on it and then spritz a little apple juice. Yeah, you could. Or you yeah. can take that apple juice, apple cider mm-hmm, vinegar, mm-hmm. and just lightly just to moisten it, it just mm-hmm. a little bit to let that help that rub melt, and it just sets right back once it yep. hits some some air and some. And that's really a good time if you want to get a little bit more smoke flavor on it. You can go ahead and put just a little bit of smoke to it, and it's going to stick. So you can don't put like hickory or anything hard on there at that point. It needs to be a fruit wood um, to really to drive it because the sauce. Is, and it's going to be like a sponge. So once we yep. put the glaze on, after that rub sets, if you had a little smoke, you could you could put it to it right then just for five, ten minutes. It don't take long. That's oh. a competition trick. Another competition trick. A lot trick. of those guys yeah. will take a handful of wood chips or wood yep. pellets, something that'll you know, burn. Give them some smoke, but not too quickly. long. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to put a whole log on at that point. Throw it on there it out. and let that, the, the sauce Soak up the smoke. Yep, and that that gives you that punch to where you think, oh, these are really been smoked the whole time. No, they just had a hit at the end. <laughs> How would you do that in a pellet grill, though? Throwing them. You could. You really. You really can on a pellet grill. I mean, there's no no really. Well, you could probably try to put a chunk or something back there on the hot side if you had enough headway yeah. to get it going a little extra smoke. We've done that cooking steaks on them to get some in there. I've never tried it to. Reinforced ribs. I just know that they're going to have what smoke I gave them on yeah. the pellet grill. It's not, you don't get, that's the only downside or one of the downsides to pellet grill cooking is it's not a deep smoke flavor. It's smoked and it makes a beautiful smoke ring and there's hints of smoke, but as, as compared to like burning wood on coals, it's not the same. Yeah. I, I, I still love pellet grills. Don't get me wrong. I use them all the time. Yeah. They're just convenient and easy and you, you trade a little of that authenticness. 
in the smoke department. I agree. As far as being able to control them in consistent heat, man, you can't already beat it. Well, heck, you put two butts on and left. Yeah. <laughs> and I run two the night before overnight. I just yeah. put them on, went to bed, and come up the next morning. As long as you, you know, I kept it low. I'm probably going to do a recipe for my low and slow pork butt like I did the low and slow brisket on a pellet grill. Yep. Because these two, these four butts, well, I don't know how these two are going to turn out, but the two I did last night. They were really good. Wow. I was like, holy smoke. They taste like they've been on the backwoods for, you know, 10 hours. Is there anything you would do differently? To the ribs? No, man. Those are, those are really, I, I'm not joking. I would turn those ribs in. I would in. turn those they ribs in. good, man. The texture was a, Cut bit, perfect. Was a competition Te- consistency. Yeah. They didn't dry. You know how sometimes they'll separate dry out a little bit? I didn't get any of that from them. Uh, bones kind of blow down on one rack, but they held in there when I cut them. You know, I let them set for a few minutes to tack up. But Dang. To lock back up. But That pellet grill brisket got 353,000. <laughs> Already? <laughs> watches, yeah. People like, people like the pellet grills, man. They're making a comeback. I, I mean, didn't know not, they, were they, they never. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't say a comeback. They're making a charge. I guess that's what you want. I think they're uh, a good tool to have in your arsenal. It is. Yeah, I like looking at them. Saw Patrick Mahomes got him one. Oh Drake, really? Drake got him one. <laughs> well, Matt posted it on his Instagram. Did Matt go up there and like give it to him? I don't know. He had a meat church thing on it. I don't know if it was really his or not, but he oh. said it was. <laughs> I guess it was at his on his back porch. I checked, I checked Mahomes' Instagram to see if he posted having a new grill, but I didn't see it. Yeah. He's got big, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, than worry about. <laughs> Where he's going to get to play football. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he could be cooking barbecue, though. That's Drew Brees true. cooks on the, uh, he, he cooks on a Traeger, I think. I'm pretty sure it's a Traeger. I can see that. And if I was Traeger, I would offer. Any NFL player. <laughs> you want a free trigger? <laughs> you want a free trigger? I will. Um, if you're an NFL player and want some free rub, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit you up. <laughs> you got a program for NFL players? <laughs> I got my buddy Eric out there. He's a, he's a writer now. Yeah, he's, he's a Vegas, hickory he's, man. Yeah, he's a hickory man. Mr. Cush. He's a... Um, so this past week when we went to Code 3... Yes, we so Code Three is barbecue supply store in it's across Crossfield, Illinois. Is that what it's called? The town? I think it is. Yeah, I have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure that's where it is. There's also a line of products. Yeah, it's right outside of St. Louis. Like, I mean, pretty much you can see the arch from up on mm-hmm. the bluff. You can see downtown. It's not far at all. Ten ten minutes from St. Louis, and it's a it's an awesome little town. Collinsville. That's what it was. I was saying Crossfield, Collinsville, Illinois. I knew that. It's known for this is some trivia for horseradish, like that's that's their thing. They have a big horseradish festival. And really? Yeah, it's, I guess they make the world's best horseradish there in in Collinsville. Yeah, <laughs> it's got mob ties being close to St. Louis. They back during Prohibition, I guess it was a yeah. I remember them showing place us. where there was tunnels underneath the you know downtown where they bootleg stuff and bring it in. I guess last time we went there, um, they showed us that that was pretty cool. Yeah. So Code Three, uh, Chris and Mike um, are the co-owners of Code Three. Yeah. They they have a uh, they have a shop, and then they have, they have a, a line pod- of product. Yeah, but then they, and they've started recently started a podcast with the meat. Is it the Red Meat Lovers guys? It, the Red Meat Lovers and Code Three teamed up to do the Meat America podcast. Okay, 
And that's what we went up there to do. That's yeah, what that's yeah. the long story I'm trying to get to. Well, I wanted to say, uh, you know, Code Three, they do ten percent of their profits goes to their first responders. Or, yeah, they do veterans. They do a program um, called Backstoppers that financially supports uh, first responders that have died in the line of duty, their families, um, and, and things like that. That's that's so cool. Yeah, doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think so too. And they're very. I, I really like how they're so ingrained in the community. You know, they know everything going on in the community, and they support their local community. And yeah, that's important when you're. It is. You know, you have a small business. When I thought it was neat, we, a couple of places we went to actually like. So one was called Sloan's, and it's kind of like a bar and grill. Yeah, would you call it yeah. right downtown? Real cool little. And they actually use like Code Three. Uh, on their spices, on their wings. Yeah. And so, of course, we had to, you know, they had to get us to try them. And they were coming out with a new one uh, called Top Gun. It was really great on wings. But uh, another restaurant we went to had this, some of the Code 3 stuff on the menu. So those guys are doing a great job partnering with other small businesses, getting, you know, getting getting the word out and getting some of their products in their hands and letting people see them and hopefully sending their, you know, their people to, to those restaurants to eat. So it kind of works both ways. It does, yeah. But um, so we went up there and did the Meet America podcast. What was the name of the distillery where we did the podcast? Arden? Old Old Herald. Old Herald Distillery. It was like an old yeah. the n- old newspaper. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. It was it, awesome. I've never I've never been to one where they were making their own beer and distilling spirits. So he had vodka. I think he did a tequila, and he had a, a bourbon agent in a barrel. Um, it wasn't cool. ready. I think he said it's about a year old. He's going to try to let it go to two before he ever. Yeah, tried his first, but he's he's excited because he, he you know it's the first <laughs> bourbon coming out of there. But I want to go back up there because we didn't really. Uh, it was an in and out. Yeah, type it was. It, yeah, we went, went went on a Sunday and came right back on a Monday, so it wasn't like we had got a chance to spend a lot of time. So uh, if you ever get a chance to go to that little town outside St. Louis, Collinsville, y'all it's a check cool it little out. Town. Yeah, yeah, it's real cool. Um, and go see Code Three because they got some awesome stuff in their shop. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll. We kind of did two. Well, you did two of the podcast. You did yeah. one where y'all talked about different rubs and and things like that and different products. And then you did one. It was me and you. We talked about, I guess, us and our story and our business. Yeah, that that one was more fun, wasn't it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you no, get to talk about yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, we got to tell our story. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the first one they kind of they wanted a little bit of background, but it was mainly uh, we were talking about how we develop. Um, you know, how I developed the rubs and sauces yeah. and where the ideas came from and taking them to market and all that stuff. So that was, you know, interesting story. You know, it, I guess it's interesting. To yeah. <laughs> Their podcast, I mean, they're getting people, you know, that they, they like had uh, Mike from Sugar Fire right after us. Yeah, yeah. They're actually interviewing people. Ours is more like, I don't know. This is just us. That's what we're doing this week. So we're telling y'all. <laughs> it's our marriage counseling session. <laughs> so we just need one. We need a moderator in between to ask us how we really feel. I did tell someone, uh, I think it was Jamie Durbin. I said, you need to do a podcast. I said, I'll, we'll go into the studio and I might be mad at Malcolm, but by the end, I, I've forgotten all about what I'm mad about. You know, it's like, it's really good. Because we said it's therapeutic. Huh? It, yeah. Why do you feel that way? <laughs> <laughs> You leave this place like I hate that. <laughs> I can't stand this for that hour without talking about this crap. <laughs> no. I love doing the podcast with you. I think it's a lot of fun. And it is therapeutic. Um, July fourth is this Saturday. Yeah, we're um 
I gotta figure out exactly. I know I'm probably gonna cook some more ribs. I would imagine, but uh, oh, I want to talk to you about your brats. Okay, you've been really hitting it out of the park with some brats here lately. Been making the juiciest, <laughs> juiciest brats you've ever had. But as soon as you bite into them, like the casing just snaps, you yeah. know. And don't not I don't poke them. That's the secret. <laughs> no, I do. You know, I don't know if I do brats the traditional, the right. I do them my way. Yeah, but they're perfect. I do them my way. I start, so the first thing I do. One of the smallest little men came over and ate three of them. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I can't quit eating these brats. They're They're good, yeah. Johnsonville brats. That's what I use. I like the, uh, man, the original. The beer brats are okay, but I really like the original. I'm with you. That's kind of the ones I lean to when I go to the store. Well, by the time you put all the other flavors on it, I just want the original brat, yeah. My process is I start with... Um, an aluminum pan, and I usually put it on the smoker over to the side. I'm running it about 250, something like that. And I put my brats in there. I add a whole can of beer, and I usually a whole can of water. And then I slice up some onion thin, and that goes in. So we're taking 12 ounce beer, 12 ounce water. Yep, in the aluminum pan. But the brats, some, I mean, they're not always completely submerged, but I move them around during the cook process. And what I'm doing, I'm trying to get that fat rendering in them. Because we're a lot of people will go to throwing brats on a grill and it's it's cooking so fast that the fat's coming out, it's gonna bust the brat, all that juice is escaping. Well I'm trying to render it slow. That's why I've got it in the beer and the bath. Casings don't. The cases don't tear. Yeah. The the brats start to change color and the fat kind of starts to render and leaving the, the brat juicy without busting it. So it's a slower cook. And I'm looking to get them to about hundred and forty five because this is a ground meat product. It needs to go to at least 165 is what I would say, internal is what um, I'm looking for. So about how long is this process? And you have put onions usually. You, you have a Yeah, there's sliced onions, onions in there. So it's beer um, water and some. Yeah, onion. and usually it's about 30 minutes depending on, you know, how, how simmering I get the. I don't want it boiling. I just want it simmering. You just so, want steam coming off. Yeah. And so I'm steaming it, you know, they're kind of, they're steamy in there. They're in, it's like a jacuzzi tub for bratwurst. <laughs> You'd want to get in there with them. It'd make you happy. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of flipping them around every once in a while, moving them, making sure they're all cooking about the same rate, not busting or anything. And then when I do probe one, uh, you know, it's about 140, 145. I get them out of the beer. And then that's when I can take the whole pan over to the grill. And it's usually a two-stage cook for me. I've usually got my smoker going and my grill going. Um, I have done them both on the, the pellet grill at the same time because I've got some hot spots out around the edges where I can actually brown up a sausage because that's what I'm using the grill for is to brown the outside of the brat and finish cooking it. So I'll have, uh, I don't use grill grate. I don't like to use the grill grates when I'm doing brats. They don't really need the lines or anything. I just want a good cook surface and some fire, some coals, not too hot, but you know, medium high fire. Okay. I'm not trying to sear steak or anything. Yeah. And you can even do two zone. That way you got a cool spot to move them off. And I stay with them. And I pretty much just brown the outsides and just kind of roll them on the grate. You know, I'll get one side going all, all stacked up. And then I'll just kind of take my hand or, or spatula and kind of roll them a little bit. Roll them a little bit to the top of the grill in the different zones. And they're all browned even. And then they go in the pan with the peppers and onions. So uh-huh. at the same time, while I got my brat simmering from the first stage, I've already got my onions and bell peppers cut up, and you could use the colored bell peppers or green, whatever you want to use. And I put, I usually a little olive oil, a little AP, and that's all I 
I put on them. You could use whatever you wanted seasoning wise. And those go in another aluminum pan. And I just kind of start sauteing them slow while the brats are simmering. And then when I move them all to the grill, I'll take the peppers and onions and move them over to the grill too. Let them get some more heat and really start sauteing because I don't want them, I don't want them to get mushy. And a lot of times people will cook their peppers and onions till they're almost like <coughs> trying to caramelize onions. They're just a mush. I want my onion to have a little snap too, like the casing on the brat. Yeah. It, the pepper and the onion need to have texture too. They're just soft and they're fully cooked, but you don't want them like mush in your mouth. And so as the brats gets done, they're going over in the pan with the peppers and onions, and it's just a little process that's pretty simple, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, it makes a really good sausage. Oh, it's perfect. Served on a brat bun so- with a grainy mustard or, or mayo, if you like mayo. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. Um, So what was the grilling time um, estimation? You know, it's probably less than four minutes. It's probably okay. about a minute a roll. Because, you know, they're already 145 degrees, and when you got your grill about a medium-hot fire... It's going to flame up and sizzle some, but you don't want it to be hot enough to where it's going to bust or burn. Yeah. You don't want it to bust the casing. You don't want it to burn it up. So it's, you know, just, it, I mean, you, the grill process doesn't take long at all. So what if you don't have a two grill setup? What if you just have a Weber? Could you? Yeah, you could do a two zone. Side? No, you could, you could, yeah, you could. Do, I've done that. I've done them on the stove, start them out on, a, you know, in like a, what would you call it? Like a deep saute pan kind of. Mm-hmm. Saltier, uh, I forget how they say that, but yeah. whatever. But it's a deeper saucepan, and you could do that. Put your brats in there, beer, water, onion. Simmer them, you know, on about medium, a little bit medium low. Yeah. So it's just simmering, same time frame. You're looking for the same minutes. internal, then take them out to the grill. Heck, I've even browned them in the winter and not fired up a grill. Had a little iron skillet going beside the bath, the hot bath, the jacuzzi tub. And then brown them in a skillet with a little <laughs> oil just to, you know, kind of get them going in that. They're, do, they're excellent that way, too. They really they've are. been hitting here lately. I love I love brats, brats and sausages and stuff like that on the grill. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and the bunny, the best bun that I found is a bunny brat and sausage bun. Because some of the brat buns are too much bun. And the hot dog buns are too little bun. Don't stand up. Yeah. But the... Bunny Broughton Sausage Bunny bun. Brand. Bunny Brand uh-huh. Broughton Sausage Bun is my favorite. That's the one I look for. Because you got to have the right bun. Fresh. Yeah, it's got to be soft and mm-hmm. fresh. That makes the sausage. You know, those that we had left over the other day, I was just eating them just in a plate, no bun. Just put squirt some grainy mustard over the top, mm-hmm. peppers and onions, and eat it with a fork. Yeah, I, I would take one out of the, You might have seen this. I'm about to do this. It's, I opened it and just took a bite out of a sausage <laughs> put it back. and put it back. Is that what I thought Michael was doing that? <laughs> uh, but it would still, even cold, straight out of the fridge, it would still just have a good grill taste. Pop. pop. Yeah. Yep. Um, last year for July 4th, your recipe was the old school barbecue chicken. That and was you, a good one. I yeah. did it on the uh, on the Jolene. Yep. On your jambo. I had my base going with my mop, grilling, grilling and smoking chicken. Man, that was good. Had your towel. Did I, yeah. Oh. Did, I, did I make uh, beans and slaw with yep. it? Yep. Yeah. Made the chicken plate. Man, chicken plate sounds good. I haven't had a chicken plate in a long time. I know. I love that old school barbecue mm-hmm. chicken where you just cook it over fire, you know? Yep. Yep. Low and slow and you just mop it. Open it up every now and then, mop, mop it, it a little move bit. it around. That's it. The year before that, you did a recipe that was a whole spare rib. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's old school, old school ribs too. Yeah. Like you get on the roadside stand. I don't remember exactly how I cooked them. That's been a while, but uh, 
they weren't cut down. I didn't take. We didn't have kind of that breastbone part of them cut off. It was just the whole yep. rib tip and all on one slab. That's why they do them at um, what's the Dreamland? Yes, it's kind of Dreamland style rib. They're so good that way. They are they're smoky. That? I don't even know if they're using seasoning on them. It's just maybe salt. <laughs> and the, but it's all like smoky pork goodness ribs. But they have that good vinegar, sweet vinegar sauce. Yeah, that you dip and the, it in. And the, Light bread and the light, so light, light bread, bread and, and some pickles, and pickles and potato salad. That's what mm-hmm. I get when I go to Dreamland. I like the whole spareos because you get that fatty connective tissue. You don't mind part. chewing on the oh, gristly. No, I like that. That used to be my papa's favorite part. Yeah, he always it's got a lot of flavor there. Yeah. You know, if you can work around all the cartilage and little knuckle meat. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> the stuff you get around the cartilage and the knuckle meat. It is does. good. It is good. Wow. <laughs> um, I just like ribs. Yeah. Uh, you also did, uh, this is a different chicken sandwich, but you did a smoked chicken sandwich with a blue cheese slaw the year before for a July 4th recipe. Do you I remember that one? I've a July 4th recipes, don't I? Well, yeah, we've been doing yeah, this. Yeah, I remember for... that one. It was like red, white, and blue coleslaw and stuff. Yeah. yeah did. It was... had the blue cheese and purple cabbage. When I looked it up, I don't remember morning. how I did the chicken. Was it a piece of chicken or was No, it... you smoked whole chickens. And then shredded it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pulled chicken and you toss is, is underrated. Sauce. People don't realize how good pulled chicken is. Whole pulled chicken. It yields a lot too when you cook a whole chicken. I mean, it you know a four four and a half pound five pound whole chicken is a lot of meat when it cooks. When we you would do it. catering jobs, we would do like pulled pork, and then we'd offer pulled chicken, mm-hmm. and people would go crazy over the pulled chicken. You know what I hadn't tried? I may have to do this for Thanksgiving. Pulled turkey. Why couldn't you pull and shred a whole turkey like that? You know how much meat? I would yield a ton of meat. We did that, that with the turkey breast, made those turkey tacos. Yeah, yeah. Turkey tinga tacos. Yeah, yeah. That's what we did at Memphis and May for the turkey entry. Yeah. But I've never done a whole turkey and shredded a dark smoked, whole turkey shredded, pulled. I'm going to do that this year. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to serve it. With a sandwich? I might do it open face, make like a dressing type bottom bun, see if I can get... Oh, Did you get dressing thin and crispy, you think? Uh, where it would make where you could serve it over it and be like an open faced turkey sandwich, but it's really dressing. I don't know, but uh uh I'm thinking a cranberry type sauce. Yeah. Or relish cranberry type mm-hmm. or something, you know. That'd be a good. A sweet cranberry I'm type. It. I'm doing it. Mark it down, we'll write it down right now. Pulled turkey something. He'll forget. <laughs> he will forget. Pulled turkey something. That's what I'm putting. Thanksgiving twenty twenty. If we're all still here, the aliens ain't got us. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's next. I saw flying snakes today, and flying snakes. Yeah, really? That's, yeah, that's what they say. Okay. Flying snakes. I still hadn't seen a murder hornet, so yeah, I feel like I'm missing out. That's just the horse fly where we live. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they've been bad this year. Then I got bit by one. I need to it get hurts. bit by stung. If it hurts worse than a horse fly, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Take a horse fly, draw blood. <laughs> and these things we've been having are been yeah, like monsters. I don't know what they've been eating, but um, what other July Fourth recipes? Whole hog. People love to do a whole hog. Yeah, whole hog's a great one. Uh, uh, you know, for July Fourth. I mean, when I think of July Fourth, I always think of ribs. I don't know why. It's because I guess as a kid we always had ribs. Yeah. But it was like corn, grilled corn on the cob, ribs. Um, I you know from going to your the whole hog I didn't have for Fourth of July until I went to your parents, your yeah. grandparents, and they would do hog and sheep and goat and fried catfish. I mean, it was just a smorgasbord and lamb, yeah, and lamb, yeah. 
Oh, I, I love just, the way they I don't think it was land. lamb. I think it was sheep. It was sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were buying lamb. <laughs> 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 it was old, run-down sheep that been down through there probably on this last summer. You had to marinate it for a day. <laughs> But it was good. Ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it was good. But all that's Fourth of July to me, you know. Yeah. But ribs, most definitely, you know. Th- Hot dogs for the kids, because you know, it seemed like at night we would always have a grill going, cooking dogs and burgers, oh, yeah. fireworks. But the barbecue was like lunch. Watermelon. Water. Oh yeah, watermelon. Fourth of July watermelon. Uh, I had a, uh, my uncle Roy's. We always like there would be. Uh, watermelons and like ice. They would keep them mm-hmm. in the cooler, just ice down, yep. ice cold. And you bust the watermelon ta- on the on the picnic table. Y'all lay a newspaper, newspaper down? and yep. salt. Yep, we put salt on salt. watermelon. I still don't like it. Oh, I love salt on watermelon. I know it's supposed to wake up the flavors. It's just it's good. Yeah, I like it on cantaloupe too. Probably when I got high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> There's me. I don't need it anymore. Oh, and tom- and tomatoes. Yeah, that's Fourth of July too. This is when the tomatoes are starting to really hit. We've been eating some tomato sandwiches. Man, that's I call it summer sandwich. We still haven't had a BLT. No, no, you know we haven't been eating any bacon really. It's, it's just me. been a lot of times. I just cut up with the tomato and just a little salt, a little pepper. I've been drizzling with the balsamic. Oh yeah, like the balsamic glaze, like that you put on a caprese salad. It's tomato time. That's, that's I'm going to go home and eat one today. Summer sandwich. Yep. You know, I was you got like, two pieces of bread. Mayo on both sides. Pepper, black pepper, the coarse black pepper in the mayo. Tomato slices. Sprinkle them with a little salt, a little more black pepper. Two big tomato slices. Sandwich it up, and you got summer sandwich. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It is good. So good. But you have to have the, like the fresh garden. Oh yeah, they can't be supermarket style. You got to have somebody grow them. Somebody put some love into them, some real sunshine, not a hot house. It has to be, you know, they, they need to be in seven dust at some point. <laughs> 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 really taste to get it. that flavor to the get next that. level. <laughs> <laughs> I want to taste this. I wanted to. I wanted to almost have that acid burn. Yes, I man. Tomatoes should have a lot of acid in it. It's yeah. sweet. Oh man, I love tomatoes. Summer Michael's tomatoes. little tomato plants have been coming yeah, in. He's he been having some little, little tommy toe. I no, guess. they're great. They're like orange grape tomatoes, and they are sweet as grapes too. It has a tomato acidity, but it has a flavor of like a sweetness of a, a white grape. Yeah, and it doesn't have a grape flavor, but sweetness of it. I was gonna cut them up and put them in a pasta I'm salad. Eating them, I've been eating them with tuna fish, like a packet of that Thai style starkest <laughs> tuna. My favorite tuna fish. Yeah, that's what I had for lunch yesterday. It was a packet of tuna and it was a bowl of Michael's little tomatoes, and it was. Fire, man. I was like, man, this is all right for diet food. <laughs> it's not diet food. It's a way of life. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a Big Mac or a Whopper. <laughs> Had to be good for you, right? <laughs> any other, uh, any, what are you hoping to get for July 4th? Anything oh. that we haven't covered? No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. uh, you know. Get you a. Budweiser. I'm gonna have. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm gonna try to hold off the the alcohol. I'm gonna try. I'm trying my best. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I'm cutting back, man. It's summertime. I gotta. I need to lose some weight. (laughs) Get ready for Labor Day. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to give myself. 
I'm that's... trying to get myself ready for Labor Day. That's what I'm gonna blow out. <laughs> uh, I got my birthday coming up in August. I gotta I gotta tighten up a little bit, man. It's forty five I'll be forty five, so but no, I'm gonna have a few beers. I can't lie. <laughs> this will be ultras. I'm about to pretend. You're just gonna good. sip them slow. Sip them slow. You see me with one of them white claws slappy. Hey, I'm liking some of them white <laughs> claws. Uh, there's there's a line in Kugel that's, my that's like that I had that wasn't bad. Yeah. But the other stuff, it's just like water. I might as well just be drinking your fruit water and, you know, give me a shot of vodka. I guess that's or the point. Yeah. What about a, a margarita? What's that one you like? Strawberry. 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 I used to make a catarita with them. It's vodka mixed with the strawberry. <laughs> It's really good. Heck yeah, it'll mess you up if you're not careful. You got to run beers in between them too. Yeah, yeah. You drink every three beers. You drink a big strong shot of vodka and a whole can of strawberry. But it's like a shot though. You do that shot and you run through more beers. By the time you get through a twelve pack, you've done had I don't know how much vodka, but it's it's usually a good day. You're talking like Harry Carey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking like that. (laughs) It's always a good day. Shout. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm 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 uh I'm ready for the holiday. Yeah. It's time. Should Anything else you're to? looking forward to for Fourth of July? No, maybe a little fishing next week. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully the weather's gonna be nice. I mean it's, it seems like it's been th- threatening thunderstorms here. Yeah, oh, know. it's gonna be raining next week. So I'm just man, getting through the summer. It's already July. We're this, halfway through the year. This is our 20th episode. 20th episode for the year. It doesn't seem right, but we're going to take a couple weeks off. Yeah. We're halfway through. Halfway through. School's school. fixing to start that back. Oh, so. dear Lord. Or either we're going on full happen. lockdown and the run is going to kill us all. <laughs> Y'all get your mask. <laughs> your sanity. <laughs> get your sanitizer. Buy the rest of the Lysol wipes just as they start to bring them back. <laughs> toilet paper. Toilet paper's back. You better stock up on toilet paper. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. Hey, well, I hope everybody has a fantastic 4th of July. Yes, get out there. Get out there, celebrate Independence sparklers. Day. sparklers. Be kind to everybody. Yep. Treat them like you want to be treated. Good way. That's my rule. And where can they find us, Shell? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. Hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us today, and we'll see y'all in a few weeks. Happy July 4th.